0: Hi,
1: you guys want some cookies?
2: Cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. I am Dan Hansis, and I am joined by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castron. What's up, Bubby?
1: What's up, Dan? How are you tonight?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm just grot. It's yeah, show two, Bob. Whenever it's show two of the night,
1: yep.
2: it's, it gets a little wild. All bets are off. Gets a little in the rented garage. Things get a little funky.
1: Opening up another golden road, 329 days of sun
2: lager. You trying to get a sponsor, Bob? It's not happening. I really am. <laughs> we do have sponsors, Bob. There are uh, uh if you want to support the show, and many of you are, and we love you for it. Patreon.com slash Uh, You could give a little. You can give a lot. Listen, everything helps. Yeah. And we love you guys for it. Yeah, we
1: don't have favorites. I mean, if you're listening and supporting this podcast, we love you all. But we like the Patreonies more.
2: Wait, I was going to say, you said we don't have favorites. But we do. We obviously like the people that give the most money.
1: Or just any money. People that are freeloading. But the most money. They're the very favorites. Yes. Then it trickles down. And then there's the fucking freeloaders. What do you call them? <laughs> Off the air, terrible things.
2: Ah, um, today is a, another uh, listener special. What do we call? Have we come up with the the, the naming rights on this yet?
1: Don't think we did. Uh, it's the listener's choice.
2: That's what we came up with uh, last week, right?
1: I don't know. Is that even a thing? That know. sounds like appealing at all. Not Basically, really. we post a poll on Patreon. If you're in the six dollar tier or higher, you get to vote on that poll. Last week we did Smash by the Offspring, which won October. Tonight we're doing uh,
2: mm, it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. We had our tricky. first
1: ever Patreon tie. There which was is a fun. St- straight up tie.
2: Between? Between
1: the killers, Sam Stone. I like how
2: we're like teasing this out as if it's the already name, in the title. Yeah, the title of the yeah. podcast and the image. No, everybody knows who won. And the tease on social media.
1: <laughs> everybody knows everything about this, but <laughs> the killers and pro jams versus Tied 33 percent each,
2: the exact same number of votes,
1: the exact same number of votes. Hey,
2: Bob, were there any hanging chads?
1: Good one, Dan.
2: I'm so almost 40.
1: The uh, the people that died along the wayside, uh, Coldplay Parachutes was ah, that's a bummer. They were in the mix until like the last couple days, and then they just got
2: really, yeah, they just got. I would defeated. like to do another Coldplay album when Nikki was in here a few weeks back. We talked about Viva La Vida. Mm -hmm. Uh, That album is one of my favorite albums of the decade. Uh, Parachutes is their first album, which is tremendous. A little bit of a a slow burner. A little bit of a perfect song for the sleep-sex mix. Uh, A perfect album for the sleep-sex mix. Um, but it fell out of the race. That's a bummer. Who else was in the competition?
1: Well, those were really the only three uh, bands in the competition. The other two in the poll, yeah, they just got fucking embarrassed.
2: Oh, boy. Who they was really it? Really
1: embarrassed themselves. Were
2: the Real pieces of shit. The
1: Counting Crows. <laughs> oh, no. Not seven the crows. Per- 7% for This Desert Life.
2: Ah, one of the most important albums of my youth. <laughs> Gets buried in the poll in a big spot.
1: Buried at a sad 7%, and the only one worse than that. Apparently, Dan... People don't want to hear us get into the Dolphins Cry (laughs) by live in their album, The Distance to Hear. I thought they would. I thought people would say, we would love to hear Bob and Dan really dig into I want to dance with you off of The Distance (laughs) to Hear. I
2: want to dance with Well, you know why, Bob? I'm going to give our listeners some credit because they are perceptive folk. Uh, We have mentioned... Uh, our plans to do Throwing Copper a second time, <laughs> which is going to happen at some point in the future. And it will be the first and only album we ever do twice, uh, Lives Throwing Copper. So they're probably like, they, you know, they they want to save up the juices for that.
1: You know what else it's going to be? It's going to be the first and only album we do three times. <laughs> and four. <laughs> so we got a lot to look forward to.
2: All right. And, and by the way, for the people that dismissed This Desert Life, You know, go fucking check out uh, Mrs. Potter's Lullaby and and get back to me.
1: Look, spoiler alert, we're still going to do it at some point. It just didn't didn't win this week.
2: It's not like you can control this by how much money you uh, provide. (laughs) No, that they can. They can. Oh, they can. Enough money will stop this. Our apologies. (laughs) Um, So, Bob, a straight tie. How do we decide? So it's between The Killers and Pearl Jam, two of our favorites. How are we going to decide this?
1: Well, we decided it. it's already in the title. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
2: I can't figure out how we're playing this <laughs> intro at the top of today's show.
1: It's so confusing.
2: So, the first tiebreaker was the vote. Second tiebreaker was what?
1: Well, I wanted to do versus you wanted to do Sam's now.
2: Right. Third tiebreaker. Dick know. size.
1: It wasn't dick size. It clearly.
2: It and that's cl- another blowout. It clearly.
1: <laughs> blow something. It clearly wasn't dick size. What was it? What do we, what do we want to say? It was. It was just that, like, yeah. Let's just fucking do Samstown.
2: Well, again, it came down to um, this the silly project. We're gonna do both of these albums. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you and, know,
1: and you know what? It just home, felt
2: home garage advantage. We're doing Samstown. I'll
1: give you that. It just felt like the right time to do <laughs> Samstown. We will do verses maybe as soon as the next episode, but we're gonna do it. for It sure. will be
2: coming up soon enough.
1: It is my favorite album ever. It's gonna happen. Really?
2: If I you think... would have told me that, Bob, that would have swung the entire conversation.
1: I like saving it for that exact reason. We'll get to it.
2: Okay exciting now i'm really sam's excited town. for verses i wish we were doing that instead of this bullshit fucking killers follow up
1: fucking love this album <laughs> i don't know anybody who loves this album more that's than
2: not you. exactly true but we're going to get into it but uh first let's start with uh what was happening in the world when sam's town was released by the killers which i know for a fact because it was right in the heyday of our 20s bob new york city life so it was definitely oh six and it felt like if uh, just following the trends of the music business at that time, it was probably one of those albums where, like, hey, we're gonna release this Christmas time, and it's gonna sell forty seven million copies. So I'm gonna say November two thousand six. Wow, Dan, did I nail it?
1: October two thousand six. Oh, so, so close. close! All the logic was there. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. October because 2nd. there was
2: a lot. The reason why I'm guessing that there was a lot hinging on the Second Killers album because they had emerged after uh Fuss as the biggest young rock band in the country so whatever i think their the island records was their label they probably said this is going to pay right. for all of our yachts and yes. all of our you know uh, mansions and everything
1: all of your logic was 100% on point you were just off by a month it came out october 2nd 2006 which again it feels weird to me going back to the mid aughts as throwback like we did it with nikki in 2008 now we're going to 2006 i always thought like 2005 would be the cutoff but then again time keeps on a ticking mm. we're getting older this was 12 years ago
2: well let me give you a little bit of um context bob or perspective I remember when we were 20 in 2000 and then some old piece of shit would be like Hey, listen, man, 1988, not that long ago. Yeah. That's us now. What oh, my
1: saying. God, that's us.
2: We're, we're old. All right. We're olds. We're those that's old fine.
1: pieces of shit.
2: That's fine. We're married. Uh, our wives are holding up well. We we have healthy boys. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, it's
1: everything's fine. No, you just have to. I mean, you're, you can't stop being homeless. We don't own
2: our own property. No, we're in a rented garage. Uh, everything's rented. Right. And I will burn this motherfucker to the ground.
1: We don't get much in return for that. So I think it's a yeah. bad move. But okay.
2: I don't even need to make a, uh, I'm not even giving a reason why I want to burn it to the ground. I'm just going to burn it. It'll just, just feel see what it looks good like to see things burn. Because I'll be ca- in control for once.
1: I'm sure that'll go well in California. So in October 2000. 2000-
2: is, is there a burning problem in California? A little bit. Okay.
1: In 2006. Hey, you know what happened in October 2006?
2: We're like 2006. We were having a lot of it, right, Bob?
1: <laughs> With each other. Uh, WikiLeaks, Dan. You ever hear of WikiLeaks?
2: I do remember that. Uh, it was a thing that was going on. That's
1: when it launched. Two thousand six.
2: What was it again? Give me what was notes. it again? It's in
1: the news like every
2: week. Yeah, now. what was it though? It was something about secrets.
1: Julian Assange just started hacking into things and just dropping everything and you know letting everybody know everybody else's. You want to
2: hear my yeah. take? Yeah. A fucking nerd shouldn't have done that. <laughs>
1: fucking nerd. The guy got, lock
2: him up. Throw away the key.
1: Guy got Donald Trump elected like pretty much single handedly.
2: No, there you go. So I was right. So your analysis, right. just like Samstown's release date, nailed it.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, a couple of big-time television shows premiered that month, including Friday Night Lights. Oh,
2: I love Friday Night Lights. You do love. Friday oh my night God, Lights. Bob! You need. Uh, you don't. Want, you haven't watched that? Nope. It's incredible, especially season one. And I will tell you this, Bob: if you're just if you're doing a little cheap one night, you're getting a little of that wacky tobacco in your system, right? And you want to watch one of the greatest pilots in the history of the television medium and and an hour long uh dramas watch the first episode of Friday night lights and tell me it doesn't affect you i know it's hard to really get into that heart of yours but i think it would it would really dig in that's okay. all i say it would pierce that armor
1: um hard pass the other show that came out that month
2: the whole series is good and michael b jordan that was his breakout uh role in that show oh really yes
1: I did not know that. There you
2: go. There you go. Later seasons, but he shows up. 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And you know what? I was going to pull a quote from 30 Rock. Just do a little sound up. Yep. How do you pick one? It's one of the funniest fucking shows of all time. And I couldn't pick just one.
2: I do. I do want to uh, choose one, actually, Bob. Okay. Okay.
1: I'll, I'll let you pull it up. Uh, the movies that came out that month, The Departed, Employee of the Month, starring Dane Cook.
2: You know what hasn't aged very well? The Departed. Uh, it's a good cable rewatch, but the fact that Scorsese did not get best director until that movie. Yeah. Crazy.
1: Yeah. That's one of those weird facts that like will be the answer to a trivia question in a bar
2: until we're dead. All right. I found it. Okay.
1: I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. Cause there's, it's the funniest fucking
2: show. Uh, 30 rocks, an incredible show. Tina Fey, of course. Uh, and uh, you could go anywhere, but there was a episode. I don't know the season, but I could tell you um, it involved this like crazy bum who was like a recurring character. His name, and he he, he kind of hung out outside NBC studios. Wasn't that Ron Funches? Uh, no, it was Les Moonvest, <laughs> and he wore a leather vest with moons on it. Okay. And uh, and in this particular episode, he accosts uh, Tina Fey outside. 30 Rock and, and this is what happens. Have you pitched this idea to anybody else?
0: Well, I talked to Moonvest over at CBS.
2: Les Moonvez, president of CBS, knows about this.
0: Hey Moonves, I got an idea for a game show last night. Give me your fingernails. No! <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that doesn't do a justice of Les Moonvest saying, Hey, Moonvest, I got an idea for a game show last night. Give me your fingernails. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That is the perfect delivery.
2: (laughs) Anyway, Les Moonvest, what a man. Uh, 30 mark. great. What else was was there, Bob? I don't care. That's it. (laughs) That's it.
1: I I... Give me a fingernail. I, t- I talked in this podcast about how uh, the first uh, time I saw Friends, my initial instinct was, "Yeah, it's not gonna last." Uh, I, I very similar call back in 2006 when Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip Ooh. and 30 Rock came out within a month of each other.
2: You made your choice. Oh,
1: Studio 60 was gonna be huge.
2: <laughs> that show was the biggest most ponderous piece of shit that's ever been released
1: it was but you want to talk about good pilots it was a good pilot good pilot
2: okay I was wrong Brad Whitford at the top of his game
1: Brad Whitford uh, little Matt Perry like a lot of <laughs> a lot of good people little
2: one of like Matt Perry's forty seven failed projects after friends
1: Sarah Paulson like it was really. It should have been good.
2: Nobody um, had a worse batting average uh, that went into the Hall of Fame than Matthew Perry, who had 47 failed projects before Friends and then 47 <laughs> failed projects after Friends. But he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. it, Chandler be. Bing. Yeah, he's got to be. All right, this is, Bob, uh, the number one alternative rock single in the first week of October 2006. Chili Peppers had this period from when they released the By the Way, no, was it the By the Way album in '99, through about 2004, where they just like minted like 12 huge modern rock hits in a row, which I don't think they get quite enough credit for because they were old guys by that point, but they were still knocking them out. This song, the chorus
1: is a good chorus. The verse sounds like a parody of a Red Hot Chili Peppers
2: yeah. song. <laughs> what was the parody song we the played jo- for the, uh, the,
1: the John Daly parody
2: yeah
1: Abra California <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yes. it's the best
2: it is like the, this is definitely um, keyed us by Numbers the, the verses I'll give you that yeah uh, but Stadium Arcadium a double album they released that year that
1: was a double album yeah oh fuck you
2: <laughs> you never liked the Chili Peppers eh. Uh, we
1: will do them at some point. We, yeah, we have, gotta hit them because I'm not a
2: huge Chili Peppers song, but I'm a huge fan of the uh, fan of theirs. But I'm, you're a fan of their later their singles. Works. I like all their singles, mm-hmm. basically from really. I'm a huge fan of the Dave Navarro album. Not a lot of people are into the Navarro album. You know what?
1: I think if we, if we did one, that's the one I'd want to <laughs> do because I kind of like that one too.
2: We can't do that what was that one? One hot minute. Yeah, that would be that would be the indie move. I kind of like my friends.
1: My friends, my well, sorry friends. That well, that's good That's a, good, one. That's that a good song. What
2: yeah. about the one? Remember what a big deal it was when Kiedis and kissed, Dave Navarro kissed, Navarro. kissed yeah. in the video for All the way, yeah. all the way, all the way. That was
1: my sexual awakening.
2: <laughs> that I, We finally have We finally found it. All right, Bob. Now, let us head to Sam's Town. You ready? I'm ready. I think I'm ready. This album is fucking 20 times crazier than a chili peppers double <laughs> just okay. in retrospect it's a bonkers album for all the like the good and the bad reasons
1: all right i'm excited
2: here we go track 1 Ugh. Give a fingernail. So, Bob, take me to your thought, your thought press process on The Killers circa 2006, before the first single came out. Your thoughts on them before this album kind of came into our lives.
1: Well, by this point, before the single came out, I was all in on The Killers. Hot Fuss was huge. I mean, it was one of the biggest albums of our mid-20s. And... You know, we did our Hot Fuss episode. It was our second episode, I believe. I believe it was. And, you know, we'd talk about our feelings of the album there. But the singles on that album were tremendous. And everywhere on the Lower East Side in 2005, 2006. And...
2: As someone living in Hoboken at the time, I remember a huge billboard on the north side of Hoboken. And it was like the ultimate Hoboken album as well. I mean, it was a massive record. It just
1: crossed over. And... I, you know, I, I liked that whole, it was such like a fun batch of music that was coming out at the same time. And it was like, Franz Ferdinand, The Killers, bands like the Kaiser Chiefs and like all of these bands that had that like dancey rock sound to right. be like 25 at a bar in New York City where all of a sudden these hipsters that were too cool two years earlier are now hopping around dancing. To like dance rock right it was a lot of fun it was like a really cool time to be going out and having fun so I loved the Killers I was really excited for their next album and uh the weird thing about Samstown I don't think I ever owned it
2: that's crazy it's something that well, you were so you must have been so turned off by the lead single which we'll get to in a little bit
1: I don't think I had was. to be that no I don't think I was and that's what I'm trying to figure out as we listen to this because now if you ask me what my favorite killer song is when you were young might be Mm -hmm. right up there so I don't think I was turned off by it but it's gotta be something there was something about this album that pushed me I have an idea okay
0: all
2: right that's Samstown, the first track I have a theory Bob but before we do that um, when I referred to this as a Bonkers album, uh it is a a, a a second album from a a rock band out of Vegas, and they decided, Bob, that their second album, their follow-up album to their breakout debut would be a concept album, which is usually like oh, there's a lot of drugs involved to make a decision like that because right. it's just it's an audacious decision to make that to make that call two album one album in yeah here is our massive concept album yeah let's
1: let's have a departure from what we've been doing for one right. album
2: our huge right. bombastic like turn back the clock this is what they did in the 70s we're doing that um and so you have Samstown which I guess is their statement of intent it's the name of the album it was based on an old casino on the strip mm-hmm. in Vegas uh and here's your first like real idea of how crazy this album is track two is the interlude. It's got an interlude, Bob. Don't want that. Are you ready for this? Yep.
1: No, yep. You
0: enjoy your stay. It's good to have you with us, even if it's just for the day. We hope you enjoy
2: your Is this our first stay. interlude on in the Throwback podcast? I would imagine it is. Probably the last day Seems
0: like heaven ain't away It's good to have you with us Even if it's just Did Throwing
1: Copper have an entry? You know what? Don't answer that. We'll get back to it.
2: <laughs> Four times. Yeah. Uh, the interlude. So the, Sam's Town is like, welcome to our album. And now this is kind of like... Welcome again to our album. I guess it's a double welcome. And this is, I guess, the old like Vegas shows. They're going for something here, Bob.
1: I like that. I so respect that. For Go for something.
2: Now, it leads into the third track. But before we get to the third track, I just want to say my my theory on why Bob Castro did not like this iteration of The Killers. Or, did it, or didn't like him enough to even buy the album. Right. You ready for it? hmm I don't think The Killers wanted to be the cool, fun uh, alternative rock band or dance pop or whatever they were like that you would mention in the same breath mm-hmm. as Franz Ferdinand and the fucking Kaiser chiefs or block the bravery and the bravery and all right. that shit. I think that the killers with this album made a rather bold and you could say fearless. I'm going to give them a little credit for it because it was pretty ballsy in retrospect, whether it worked or not is uh, up to your interpretation, but they wanted to be, bruce springsteen they wanted to be tom petty they wanted to be you too they wanted to be a big mainstream rock band which scares away a bob Jones sometimes
1: and nestles right into dan hanses's lovely bosom
2: right into my hot zone <laughs> right into my 34 b's <laughs> a band lacking ambition at this stage of their career.
1: No, and I I liked the song a lot when it became, when it was their debut single, and I still like it. I love this song. Rock band, we've talked about that, how sad we were in our uh, late 20s playing rock band all the time in the Hollywood Hills. Say, sad, I'd say It was the prime of our lives. Cool. It was pretty cool. This was a rock band song. Maybe that's also why I have a fondness for it, because it's like a fun memory of just being drunk in the hills Playing this over and over again Yeah But this is such a good song It's the perfect Springsteen song Like it's you said
2: a, It's also very different I mean it was chosen as the lead single For a lot of reasons Sure because it was catchy But it was also like Completely different right. Than Somebody Told Me but if you're gonna There was go no d- Duran Duran But if you're this.
1: gonna go different In this direction I'm with you Like they went from Somebody Told Me to this I was in on this song like I really liked this And I still do
2: Here's a great Springsteenian section
0: They say the devil's water It ain't so sweet You don't have to drink right now But you can tip your feet Every once in a little while
2: So good But a lot of people didn't want to hear Brandon Flowers doing his like or aping Springsteen type lyrics. They wanted him to be singing dance songs about boys who like look like girls. Or, you know what I mean? Like this was a right. little bit this was kind of a hard left turn. And then even the way they promoted themselves for this album but there was a lot of black and white. It was the same photographer that you two used for Joshua Tree. Like they were that's going for something. It, that's here. what it was that turned me off. <laughs> it was Antoine Corbin. It was
1: clearly Antoine Corbin. <laughs> I just saw the U two similarities and I was out.
2: Um, but it's a great single And I think it uh, I can get why people were like What the fuck is this But I feel like it's aged pretty well Absolutely and I think that's a glockenspiel Another Springsteen uh, East Street flourishing there It's pretty striking what they went for here.
1: I love that they went for this like like
2: What the fuck is this song about by the way No fucking clue <laughs>
1: No, I have no idea.
2: Uh, there you go. When you were young. I'm curious, Bob. I'm going to use our old trusty friend Wikipedia, how the song did on the charts. Were they big enough where it was going to be a big hit no matter what?
1: Probably. I, w- I would guess so.
2: You are correct. It was number 14 on the Hot 100 charts. So it was a top 15 hit. Uh, and it is the only number one to date on the U.S. modern rock charts. How about that? How about that? That's about a shocker. That?
1: that is. And it's, yeah. So I remember, so I saw, the first time I saw The Killers in concert, I'm going to get a little, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to make myself look cool here. but it's, Go for it. First time I saw The Killers in concert, they opened up for Stella Star at Irving Plaza.
2: I think I was at that show, wasn't I?
1: And they were, I can't remember.
2: I think it was, I think I was with you because it was during the 2000 four American league playoffs. <laughs> and I excused myself multiple times to go down to the coat check because the guy at the coat check had a shitty TV that was playing the Yankee game. They were playing the twins in the playoffs. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember that. So I was, I liked the killers, but not enough where I was like going downstairs to watch the Yankees for half the show. Probably,
1: But you were into Stella Star, enough to go to this concert.
2: Definitely not. But I liked the <laughs> killers album enough to, it, you guys were like, Oh, we have killers tickets. And you were probably like Stella Star too, and I was like, "Oh, with the Killers, okay, nope. I'll go."
1: You're wrong. You're thinking about the next concert that we went to. Mm.
2: This
1: was, yeah, this was before Hot
2: Fuss. Oh, look yeah. at you, so Fancy it was Boy.
1: Stella, it was a Stella Star concert. Killers were opening up. They weren't even like
2: okay, the main the, band. yeah. The show I went to, the Killers were the headline, right? Yeah.
1: So I remember being at this concert, and the Killers were getting a lot of buzz at the time, and it was really cool because like they were good, but Brandon Flowers was a terrible frontman.
2: And Ever. he had that silly little synthesizer thing in he front had a of synthesizer, him, He was
1: awkward and he wasn't like, he didn't have a good voice, but I remember it was still like a cool show. And Stella Star, by the way,
2: killed it. A <laughs> couple, <laughs>
1: couple of years later, we went to the show you're thinking about and that was at Webster Hall.
2: But that was the Hot Fuss tour. It was.
1: Oh, so maybe there was one in between. Because I'm yeah. thinking of after Hot Fuss, before this album came out, this was the first concert that they were doing off Samstown album. And it was at Webster Hall and going there. And all of a sudden, Brandon Flowers was a fucking rock
2: star. He figured it out. He
1: figured it out. His voice sounded great. Well, he, he had, had all the tools. He had like taken yeah. voice lessons. Like You could tell like he spent the time in between albums learning how to be a rock star. And it was amazing, but it wasn't the same thing that drew me to the killers. Gotcha. And maybe that's what it was. It was just like seeing their evolution and being like, okay. Like, it was like, it's like being a proud parent and being like, you're okay now. I'm done with you. Like, <laughs> go off on your own. I'm done. I'm out.
2: Here is the unfortunately titled bling parenthetical confession of a king. Closed parenthetical. I like this a lot. Um, again, it doesn't sound well. I was gonna say it doesn't sound like something that would be on hot fuss, but this one could it be. Would be too out this of This one, place. this
1: one could be on hot fuss, yeah, yeah.
2: If you remember the other thing, uh, uh, that Flowers was doing, and this also, Bob, as a guy, you like when guys are a little more humble, you don't like too much naked ambition, right? Um, Flowers did a lot of press around the launch of Samstown where he said some things like when Liam Gallagher says something really kinda, you know, braggadocious, it it comes off well. When the little Mormon guy, Brandon Flowers, does it, it's a little bit off putting. Yeah. And he said some things along the lines of this is gonna be like the album that saves rock and roll. This People will be loving and talking about this album 20 years And he was getting a lot of big headlines But also uh, it was putting undue pressure On an album that was already kind of Had its back against the wall In terms of whether or not people were going to enjoy it Yeah I remember that him showing up in like a spin profile Or a Rolling Stone profile And he was really just like honking on his dick a lot
1: <laughs> A lot of dick honking for this album Yeah that I mean Liam Gallagher pulls it off Noel pulls it off it's tough for this guy to pull it off
2: He said uh, he's, he's too much of a nice guy Like he's a mild-mannered right. type dude uh, And he has Like you were saying He has the look He's a good-looking guy He can wear the hell out of a leather jacket I mean And he's fucking beautiful and, Yeah, like he's hot. He's hot dude He's in his garage right now Maybe Bob and I would fight over him You know physically. I don't know Probably, yeah No, we Oh, were. cool we're Yeah, no, page. I'm on the same page right. Um but it didn't quite. It didn't. It wasn't passing the smell test. And also, their drummer is kind of funny. The drummer, Remember the Nooch or whatever his name was.
1: He, was he the one in of the Hut?
2: I think he was. He got into a feud with the lead singer of the Bravery around there was this a big, period. Big also.
1: Bravery battle. Uh, the Bravery, by the way, we saw who won that battle. I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: the Bravery. The Bravery. What a what a silly 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 thing to call your band
1: what's the most obscure New York band that you kind of loved at the time that you haven't thought about since
2: they have to be from New York? They,
1: well, they have to be of this era of this like dance music.
2: Oh, I was going to say, um, I don't think they really figure fit that, but I was going to say the Mooney Suzuki, who I kind of liked, but they're more, they were more, they were more in the
1: beginning of this whole. Yeah.
2: Thing.
1: Uh, I was going to throw out the ponies. Do you remember the them? Ponies. They had a couple of songs that were just like around this era.
2: The scissor sisters.
1: Yeah, they were fun
2: yeah they had a little moment around around this time yep. maybe a couple of years before uh all right next track Bob is one another single and it's probably in my uh killer's top 10 okay I
0: pack my, case. I check my face I look a little bit
2: Um, I want to jump bring, in
1: bring here. I'm back up here.
0: I'm to back up here. Okay,
2: just need to go. That's what I was setting up. Oh. Yeah, that's the best part of the song. It's so good and it's the it's the it's the uh, bridge the chorus is fine right but this is one of my favorite bridges of the decade yep here's the chorus
1: that's a little like smile like you mean sent happening in the back
2: yes it's working it definitely has that hot bus uh dna in fact if you want to kind of read between the lines, it was the final single released off this album. You can imagine the record company was like, all right, we got to take one last shot to, to get these Hot Fuss fans back, so let's put on like the most Hot Fuss single. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very much like a guitar track as well, but.
1: Well, no, this kind of bridges the two albums. Yeah. It's like that Hot Fuss synth with the guitar from like when you
2: were young. If there was more of this, maybe the album would be more successful, but. I mean, that's a broader question. Was Sam's Town a successful album? Let's, let's stick a pin in that one, Bob, uh, for the end of the show. That's but a good question. I do... Uh, this song did Dick on the charts, Bob.
1: <laughs> the charts, when you look it up in the charts, it just has the name of the song and then the word <laughs> Dick right next to it.
2: And it was released uh, in June of 07, so uh, it probably it makes sense why it did Dick, Bob, because at this point, the killers were kind of like, Already people had moved on in a way. It right. was an exciting time as a fan of alternative rock, and it's kind of an underrated time. But in two thousand, the mid-2000s, um, I'll speak only from my experience, but like I fucking loved Coldplay, mm-hmm. and Ru- uh, Rush of Blood to the Head was one of my favorite albums. So there was a big hype coming up to X and Y. The Killers, I loved Hot Fuss, and then this album came out, and I loved all the singles off this and then arcade fire. It looked like they were going to be like kind of the, the next kind of YouTube Mm -hmm. band of the generation type thing. Don't forget Kings of Leon and then Yeah. Great call. Kings of Leon were like this awesome, like garage rock, like, like petty with a little bit of like drunken slur to it, which Mm -hmm. was awesome. That was a nice little uh, period there.
1: It was. And it's interesting because every band you mentioned disappointed with like their next album.
2: It's hard. And it fell hard. It's hard, Bob. Yeah.
1: I was excited because all of these bands were the next U2, and I was so excited to just get rid of the old U2 (laughs) that it was like, yes, Coldplay's the next U2. Let's just do it. Get rid of the other guys. Come on. Just do it.
2: They're unkillable, Bob. Fuck, they are. Um, All right. This next track, Bob. I'm going to say it, Bob. It's my favorite killer song.
1: You're going to say it.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to take it another
1: Take it bigger. Go bigger.
2: It is, if I had to make a Desert Island mix, of the aughts mm-hmm. It's in the ten tracks
1: Even bigger Go bigger Five Bigger No go bigger My dick What?
2: Well what else do you want me to say? My favorite song ever?
1: I don't know I just wanted you to actually be bold
2: <laughs> It's pretty bold The top ten song of the decade? Alright Alright here we go
0: I'm on the corner of Main Street Just trying to keep it
2: Coincidentally, this is probably the most u 2 song in the catalog. sucker for like the mid-tempo rocker
1: No, this is this this was written for you it's like a
2: definitive mid-tempo rock yeah yeah you're right it's like it's not like the coolest type of music to say is your favorite type of music like mid-tempo alternative rock but this is I feel like this is this is perfectly done for what it is
1: I'm there with you I think that's probably one of the things that makes us friends is the fact that we both will turn this on at any given point in the night and it's it's our favorite great. kind of music. It's great.
2: And it wasn't a huge hit. It, it, it was released as the third single and it peaked at 62 on the Billboard Hot 100. It charted at 15 on the UK singles chart. But there is a, a hive, Bob. There is a Read My Mind hive that we... It's like the B-Girl in the Blind Melon video and okay. when she finds the, her friends in that the you're field they're
1: just like running around and yeah. like holding each other's hands they're and out spinning there, around Bob. in circles.
2: Uh, in 2009 this song was voted at number 57 in, in the UK radio station XFM's 100 greatest songs of all time uh, list.
1: You B-Girls, they're out there.
2: They're out there and uh, Absolute Radio put it on their 100 best songs of the decade. Really? And for for the record for what it's worth, Brandon Flowers himself Called this uh, In an interview with uh, Q101 in Chicago The best song he has ever written Wow So we're not crazy There's, there's something about this song That resonates with people We're not alone about it
1: Because it's like a it's, it's a mid-tempo song But like listen, it's bigger It's like kind of fuller than a lot of Mid-tempo songs So I think it does kind of appeal to more people
2: I mean, it's a it's a perfect like arena rock song and it's very warm and uh, I love it. Uh, this guy from Billboard called it a gloriously melodic Durant, Duran Duran meets Springsteen tale about breaking out of this two star town. I never thought of it that way, but that is definitely a, uh, a Springsteen theme. Dude, that's the his whole thing. Of, yeah, like getting out of this getting town. Getting on his
1: fucking like... motorcycle and leaving town.
2: Great video, too. You remember the video? Not really uh it is the killers on location in tokyo i believe or okay. japan and kind of uh mingling and mixing with the locals okay they do a nice job with it so to me that's the pe- it, the album peaks with that one two punch how deep are we uh we are about halfway through right now and now we go into what i guess would be side two here's uncle johnny
1: one? Not at all.
2: Well that makes sense. Because you wouldn't really know the kind of deeper tracks because you didn't have it.
1: I didn't have it, but Read My Mind and a couple of the other songs. When we moved to L.A. 2007, 2008, it's funny because this came out in six. We, I feel like, really found it in 2008. And it just became one of those albums that was on in the house
2: yeah our buddy brian who we live with at the time was a huge fan of it right. as well
1: right so read my mind this now does kind of sound a little familiar it was on it was right. on a lot but it was like we wouldn't have been part of the if people were gauging how popular it was when it came out we weren't on board it came out we were on board two years later
2: all right here's uncle johnny let listen to it It's fine It's it's an album track Yeah You could call it a mid-album filler And I'm not gonna get mad person. I ain't mad This is
1: it This is definitely a little -er. MF-er I was just thinking a few years back I saw Brandon Flowers in the flesh At a uh, Comedy Central roast
2: He was at a Comedy Central roast? And you know who he, he
1: was hanging out with there? Who? Robbie Williams
2: He was hanging out with Robbie? Yep that's fascinating. Brandon
1: Flowers and Robbie Williams were there to see their friend, Jimmy Carr, comedian. Oh, wow. And I was online to get in, and they were standing right next to me together.
2: Wow. You know, because, um, like, I, like I said earlier, the uh, Flowers is, I think, a devout Mormon. And Robbie Williams has been, like, soaking in gin for about 20 years. Right.
1: I think he sings about years. that, too. And his breath smells like a thousand fags.
2: Hey, Bob. We don't use that That's what now. he no, 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 said No, no, no Yeah, that's... but I know, I know how you use no, it No,
1: I used it the way
2: You're right This is Queen? <laughs> All right, Bob, here's the second single This is what they followed um, When you were young with
1: Right, so it's like we're, we're Bruce Springsteen Here's our second single
2: All right, let's listen to it We took a of horns Bob that's ambition <laughs>
1: It was a hey, sausage fingers over there. Why do you keep on hitting the mute button? Come on.
2: It's show too though.
1: It was um, it was really cool to hate this song. I remember there was like an instant backlash to this song. And it's one of those songs I always It's see another it. big
2: swing, this song.
1: It was a big swing. It's corny with the lyrics. But I remember it was one of those things I secretly liked, but Ooh. I feel like I couldn't say it out loud because everybody was just like, Bones. Your bones, you'd be
2: burned at the stake in the Lower East Side if you said you like bones, right? But I still,
1: I I kept this one to myself, but I've always kind of liked the song.
2: (laughs) See, if you just would have come over the river, come (laughs) over the other side of the river to Hoboken, we would have danced in the street together. (laughs) Um, all right. Uh, It was not a hit, but it reached uh, 21 on the U.S. Billboard Alternative Songs chart. And The Killers are a big draw in the U.K. Uh, This one peaked at 15, and they have a really good uh, live show. In fact, I was playing it, Bob, when you came here today, live at Royal Albert Hall, uh, that was released after the follow-up album to this, Day and Age. Um, and I believe Bones is is a standard in their set list, or at least it was at that stage. And me and uh, Brian, who we, I mentioned earlier, we saw saw them at the old uh, L.A. Sports Arena um, about five years back. And like you said, he got he at some point he figured out how to be a frontman, mm-hmm. probably by studying these frontmen that he was emulating in this album uh and he really owned it and he figured out how to do it they really are a great live band
1: yeah no that makes sense i mean and they they had the potential to be the next u2 for a while like they were really going for it
2: let me counter that bob is it possible are they were they a victim of timing could is it possible that there could be another u2 in 2010 2015 2020 i don't know if like there's a market for a band like that
1: probably not and i think that the the so at least of, from
2: like a, a mass, pop right, culture from the mass pop culture appeal people like us would love another like young like big band to come around but like people that are listening to you know hip hop and r&b right there's nobody there's no rock band that's going to grab the culture right now anyway
1: i just think it's harder than ever to like build on success like if you do have that first big hit if you're a band, like the backlash is like, people are so excited to just bring you down more than ever. Yeah. That bad. it's hard, it's hard to keep building. And like, if you, if you go for it, you're gonna fail. If you don't go for it, you'll build that little, hopefully you build enough of a fan base that then they'll kind of prop you up. But going for it big, the way the Killers did, of like, oh, we had a big first album, we're gonna go even bigger on the second. You're just gonna lose people just for going for it.
2: Yeah, I and I think people the shorter attention spans definitely play a role. Like I'll use U two as an example again. So when they put out Joshua Tree, huge, and then Rattle and Home came out and people hated the album, were sick of U two and decided they were done with U two. And then three years later they come out with Actung Baby. But in today you could not do that. Like people had people could would wait more time and then be like oh this is something new and different from this band and like the band again but now you can't disappear and it, with the Killers it felt like they put out Sam's Town and people were like okay we're done with them right and then they put out the third, the next album Day and Age was kind of like their way of saying sorry here's our follow up to Hot <laughs> right. Fuzz, Fuzz and some people got back on board but they had already, even though there were some hits on that album, like people, they were done as like a mainstream act.
1: And Coldplay did it where they went from Parachutes, which, which was huge, to Rush of Blood of the Head, which was even bigger. And then they stumbled with XY. But and that
2: still sold a ton of albums. It did, but everybody yeah.
1: was kind of like, you're not going to be the next big thing in the world.
2: Right. And then they put out Viva La Vida, which did really well. But... I mean Coldplay would probably be that band The closest you, if, thing If you had to say like who who took the torch as the biggest band It is Coldplay I guess I call it a little bit of an upset Because I feel like the, if I had a guess I would have said If you asked me Arcade Fire, The Killers, mm-hmm. and Coldplay I probably would have went It's close But I probably would have went Killers, Arcade Fire,
0: It's uh, close
1: Because Chris Martin always seemed like he knew what he was doing Whereas like, yeah. whereas, like, the Killers could have easily had been this kind of, like, a mid-level band, kind of like what The Strokes ultimately ended up being, where they just had their audience in that, like, middle ground. But they went for it, and they succeeded in some ways, but they weren't the biggest band in the world.
2: And it is all relative, because I just watched the Coldplay documentary that's on Amazon, and it's easy to just... oh, of- I
1: watch documentaries. I'm smart. You... <laughs>
2: It's easy to forget how um, huge that band is. The fact that they can play stadiums everywhere in the world, but it's different. It's like, yes, they can play stadiums. And yes, when they put out an album, their fans buy it. But there used to be a time where like a rock band, not only would they play sold out stadiums, they would have songs that were on the radio on like Z100 on pop radio, Yeah, that's which gone. just doesn't happen. So God. All right. That was my list in the background. It's fine. <laughs> Here's the river is wild though.
1: Based on the Brad Pitt movie.
2: That's the river runs wild. Oh, isn't? so it's not yeah, that. Okay. But that was Brad Pitt at his apex, I think. We've talked physically. about this. We've talked about that. Pit- Let's oh. dig in a little bit, though, because you, you said Fight Club.
1: No, no, no. You said Fight Club.
2: No, I said A River Runs Through It. Fuck you, Fight Club, with that bullshit.
1: I didn't say Fight Club. He's—he probably tastes like cigarettes from Fight Club. He was smoking a lot of cigarettes. <laughs>
2: that's the gayest thing you've ever said. <laughs> so <laughs> Even I'm not the way you said it. You're I'm expressionally... not into—I'm not into that. <laughs> Wait, so who's your peak? What's Legend, your peak pit?
1: Probably uh, Legends of the Fall pit. Oh no, Thelma Louise pit. Come on.
2: Okay, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Can't go
1: wrong with Meet Joe Black pit. You know what?
2: When <laughs> before or after the CGI car accident?
1: During. <laughs> It's the greatest, greatest car accident. If you've never seen it, I mean, Google it.
2: It's called uh, '90s CGI Run Amuck. It's so good. It's like we can't just have him hit by a car. He needs to be hit by a car, flip 14 times in the air, get hit by a second car, and then get like a dog pees on him. Do you remember
1: being in college where every once in a while somebody would just like hand you free movie tickets, and you're like, "Oh, it's a free movie. I'm going to go see yes. that." Meet Joe Black was one of those movies, so I saw it in the theater, like I think opening weekend or before Alone? it came out. What's that? Alone. No, I think I went with somebody. Okay. I'm cool. I was cool. But uh, I just remember when he gets hit by the car, the entire theater burst out in laughter. <laughs> I which think was, this is the funniest thing which ever. Which was not the intended effect for that moment. But it was awesome.
2: Um, it was a very sad movie. Claire Forlani, by the way. You Gorgeous. want to talk about underrated yeah. 90s foxes.
1: Mall rats. She was, I was obsessed with
2: her in mall rats. Would you uh, screw her? Would I? Would you bed her?
1: I I would I would I would honor her. Would you hump her? I would honor her.
2: What is the grossest like uh, euphemism uh, for intercourse of the nineties? Probably humping, right?
1: Yeah, humping is bad.
2: You know what else is a great? I was dogs think- hump. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. I was thinking about. Uh, I was watching an old episode of Friends recently, and it reminded me of what was. I'll quiz you on this. You'll know this probably, but. Before hooking o- hooking up took over as the the preferred nomenclature yeah. for, you know, uh, some type of rendezvous, what were people calling it? Fooling around? Fooling around. Yeah. And that comes up repeatedly on, on friends.
1: They say fooling around? Yeah. Well, there was always vague.
2: There's a very, very, like, throwback 50s vibe to that, too. Fooling around. Yeah. It's, you know, sa- it's a sounds more even, innocent time. It sounds even older now. Towers, bro.
1: We were fooling around.
2: Fooling around, sir?
1: We're putting that on the board?
2: Put it on the board, fooling around. All right, penultimate track, Bob. You know what's coming up next, by the way? The exit lewd, getting excited. <laughs> it had to happen. Here's Why Do I Keep Counting. And as big a fan as I might sound of The Killers as this podcast has progressed, I could tell you I, the, the back half of this album, I don't know how many times I've made it Beyond Bones, which is about track eight.
1: Yeah, it's not doing much.
2: Yeah, yeah. here we go.
0: There's a mountain waiting for me. Thank you.
2: A very lyrically, a very uh, hard on the sleeve offering.
1: Yeah, it's a little much.
2: Yeah, Hold I get on. it. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. It's it's by far, it is not a perfect album, but I, do, I really do like getting to what we were talking about. Was it a successful album? I think it was kind of a successful in spite of its like own intentions, which was to be the biggest album of the decade, which right. it certainly wasn't. So it's kind of like a failure from that perspective. But when I listen to it now, I kind of, it's like an easy, it's a hard album to love, but it's an easy album to kind of admire. You know what I mean? Yeah, like no, I agree with what that. they were going for and the fact that they did seem to hit on, they definitely hit on some great songs. They didn't achieve their goal, but they, I kind of like that they tried to do it.
1: But holy shit, how many tracks is in this album? Not throw out the interlude and and
2: If you throw out the interlude and lude, I think it's about twelve. It feels like more.
1: It feels like a lot. It's more. a lot.
2: It's a lot. But
1: here's what here's where I'm getting to. Hot Fuss, when we went through that, if you recall, the first half of that album, we were all in, and we said you could have ended it at like five tracks, and it would have been the best EP ever. Is this album five good tracks spread out over twelve?
2: Uh, you could argue. I'm sure more hardcore Killers fans would say that there's like I kind of like this song. Actually. I kind of like yeah. this, but I don't. But in terms of like essential songs, but no more yeah. than I
1: like anything in the back half of Hot Fuss. But
2: well, what are you looking for in, in an just, album in general? Well, if I'm you just could asking. Sign up for five or six great but songs. Do the
1: Killers only have five great songs in them per album?
2: Which Isn't still that a makes a great them... batting average.
1: Which still makes them a great band, which is why they deserve all the success. Right. But if you're looking for a full album and, you know, the albums we've talked about where it's like you don't skip anything, I don't know if they're ever capable. They never made that album. They've never made that album. I don't know if they're capable of it. Very
2: few albums, very few bands have ever done that. You know? Right.
1: It's mostly Ben Folds 5 and nobody else. Yes. Ben, and we're Poley, ben Lee, Ben Folds. The Bens. The Bens Those have aren't
2: even real recording albums. The
1: Bens have done it. Not many other people have. It's hard to do.
2: Live. And live, we'll get
1: well. We'll get into that during our second or third <laughs> version of uh, the Thor and Copper podcast. But like, no, it's hard to do. Hot fuss. They d- they started with their best five. This one just feels like they're kind of sprinkling them around, and they've run out
2: at this point. They ran out.
1: Hey Dan, let's talk about Pettit and Mattis.
2: Who the fuck are they?
1: They are the they are the stars of the rowdy fantasy football league. In fact, out of everybody in that league, oh, right, they're my fucking favorite dudes.
2: Who, Pettit and Mattis? Yeah,
1: the other guys go fuck
2: themselves. They're Who the fuck are they?
1: Nobodies. These guys are the heroes that are sponsoring the Throwback podcast, and they'll always have my respect. that. The other guys from Ohio, losers.
2: Who the fuck are they?
1: No, they're losers. They're nobodies.
2: Because they're from Ohio? No, I that didn't say that. Strong.
1: I feel strong. I don't want to, I have nothing against Ohio, but like Pettit and Mattis, A plus.
2: Those P guys Mattis. screw, you think? Each other? Uh, I don't think so. I, actually, I shouldn't say I don't think well, so. I have no idea. But do they screw in general?
1: Probably. No. They're fucking studs. The other guys in the league?
2: Definitely not. Definitely not no, I, I don't imagine they, they ever see it. See
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Rowdy fantasy football.
2: Yeah. And here is the final track, Bob. It is exit lewd. Obviously. Uh, and he's going to put a little button on the album button. And
1: I don't want to um, spoil anything But this is going to be my pick for the Spotify playlist Exit band.
2: Aggressively
0: We all defend The role we play Regrettably the Time's come to send You on your way We've seen it all Bonfires of trust Flash floods of pain it doesn't really matter, don't you worry, it'll all work out. No, it doesn't even matter, don't you worry, that ain't what it's all about. We hope you enjoy your stay. It's good to have you with us, even
2: if it's just for the day. We hope
1: I enjoyed my stay. You know, the stay wasn't perfect. If this was a hotel, it's like
2: a There's some jizz on the towels in the bathroom.
1: There's a little jizz on the remote, which is why you do the move that I learned when I was doing Not Safe. You um
2: Not Safe, your erstwhile Comedy Central. Not safe with Nicky
1: Glazer. It was a show on Comedy Central. We went to hotels and talked to maids about where people jizz you know for the horror stories yeah and well, um, what do they say everywhere i mean they don't sense. they basically said don't stay in a hotel but the thing that we learned or one of nikki's moves that she does on the road is she'll take the ice bucket grab the little plastic bag in the ice bucket
2: yeah
1: pick up the remote with it and then wrap tie it up and then use the remote through the little plastic bag oh come on because really? the remote has the most jizz in any hotel room.
2: Counterpoint.
1: If you blacklight the remote, 90, <laughs> I totally get it. 90% jizz.
2: And you know what? I bet there's a lot of fecal matter on it too. It's everything. But you know what? If you live your life that way, and I will have I will address this with Nikki next time I see her, you will never leave the house. No, that's you know what I mean? that's true. Like there is coming shit everywhere.
1: That is the one thing that stuck with me though. So now when I go to hotels, I do wrap up the remote in the plastic bag to protect the next person from what I do to it.
2: <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. Uh, I just embrace it.
1: Just go for it. Just roll I, around yeah, in it.
2: I like lick it. I'm all into the way. That's a little far. Uh, before we get, Bob, to the Spotify entry for this week, uh, because when I hear The Killers, I just want to keep listening to The Killers. I like The Killers a lot. Uh, what is your favorite killer song that is not on their first two albums? How about that?
1: Can it be a Brandon Flowers song? Sure. Because his solo album was like one of my favorite albums of the last few years.
2: Very good. The uh, first one. Yeah. No, did he have a second one? I'm trying to remember.
1: Did he have a first one? I'm thinking of the one that has Lonely Town on it. That's the best.
2: Uh, he had two, actually, and they're both very good. There's yeah. The Desired Effect That's uh, the one. and Crossfire. Lonely Town. All right, here we go. Lonely Town is Bob's choice for his favorite killers slash, I'm vamping here. Thank you. Brandon Flowers' song, here we go. Off the Desired Effect, 2015.
1: That was, uh, what was it? Read, your, read My Mind, one of your top 10 songs of the aughts. Yeah. Top five songs of the teens.
2: Whoa. I now you're going big. I love this song you're so dick much. TikTok too. That's it's fun. So it feel good. good. It feels good. Is, it, is your dick in the top five? My dick's
1: like top 12 <laughs> inches. That's Boom.
2: It. Nailed it. Foot long cock. All right. <laughs> uh, I will choose. All right. So. Uh, Bob, you know I love me. We have to
1: do this podcast for another 12 years so we can do that (laughs) album. because That's the only reason. To make a throwback? Yeah.
2: Um, You know I love me some Springsteen, Bob. Uh, And although Sam's Town gets the most kind of pub for being the killer's uh, Springsteen album, Day and Age, which we talked about, was kind of like their quote-unquote return to form where they try to do the hot fuss thing again. There is a song kind of buried on Day and Age that is a great Springsteen parody that I quite enjoy. It's called A Dustland Fairy Tale.
1: I like that you call it a parody.
0: <laughs> a dustland fairy tale beginning with just another white trash county kiss in 61, long brown Ooh. hair and foolish eyes. Look just like you'd want him to some kind of slick chrome American prince. A blue jeans, serenade and moon river. what you do to me? I don't believe you. So Cinderella in a party dress, and she was looking for a nightgown.
2: And then it gets bigger. <laughs> We worried about getting sued, but if the boss wants to come up from the house <laughs> in the burbs of uh, Jersey, yeah. you can probably flowers is mount the case. Oh, uh, I love Desolate Fairy Tale, and 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 like you said, the solo works great. They're ultimately to me an underrated artist. I
1: agree. I feel like the 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 turn against them just allowed them to just do what they wanted to do, and they've taken swings and they've hit some and they've missed some. Uh, what was their album Born?
2: Battleborn. Battleborn. That's the tour I saw with Brian. They've
1: got some good songs on there. Yes, they do. Maybe it's not a great album. Maybe there are another five good songs, but you keep on putting out five good songs in every album. You've got a great fucking catalog.
2: Yeah, like all the... And you, they're going to sound like uncles here, but all these people that are like, yeah, my my favorite rock band is Imagine Dragons. Go fucking listen to a killer's album. It wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> that, was very, just, yeah, that was pretty uncley. It's just uh, you know, it's just way better quality music. Uh, you know, that's it, Bob. I can't, <laughs> Uncle. I can't deal with I out. My my brother, uh Kevin Danger, uh, flew to the Super Bowl city in Minneapolis last year, we went to this Madden party where Imagine Dragons was the headliner. Okay. And all I could think the whole time was how is this the biggest rock band in America that's right now? So sad. Radio!
1: Really no.
2: All right, Bob. It's time to now pick the song for our Spotify playlist. It's all
1: you. It's 100% you. You have to do what your heart tells you to do. And there's no way anybody's going to stand between you and one of the top 10 songs of the decade for you. So I love it, Bob. Here it is.
2: All right, so Read My Mind. It's a, it's a no-brainer for me. Is the newest addition to our Spotify playlist. You can also get it on Apple Music if you want to reach out to us. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at ThrowbackPod. Also Instagram at ThrowbackPod. Eric Dalway doing a great job as our director of communications. DC. Our, he's an intern, but he's doing real nice work. <laughs> he's
1: unpaid. He's doing it for college credit. I don't know what college, but it's helping.
2: Uh, if you if your life is not gone how you expected it to go, no, it, please. And stop. especially no. if it if you trace it back like Don Draper, Dick Whitman style to your childhood. <laughs> Hit up Bob at the ThrowbackPod at gmail.com. Don't do that. And just spill your guts to him because he always knows what to say.
1: I don't, I want nothing to do with that. Um, big thanks to our Patreonies on patreon.com slash throwbackpod. They're fine. No, they're fucking great, except for people like Matthew Di Paoli and uh, Marcel Liuthi. Go An fuck yourself. An Italian
2: yourselves. man and a Frenchman. Go, Go fuck yourselves.
1: fuck yourselves for supporting us. In that $12 tier. And fuck having you.
2: ethnic names. Right, well, no,
1: I was mainly going because we tell people, we'll tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh. But you just made it really weird. I just got racist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, lay off. I'm, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> Wait, I don't know what that was. Uh, but thank you, everybody. And uh, hey, Brandon Flowers and everybody else in The Killers. Wait, no, should we not tell them to go fuck themselves? No,
2: no, we're, we're already pushing the bounds okay, of the we're gonna, situation. We're not going
1: to do that because we like you guys.
2: Uh, but to everybody else. Okay. Go fuck yourself. Sure. Yeah.